Mate, we covered three states today. Yeah, we did. And the thing that I took out of it is that the the Brisbane Carnival is really starting to heat up. Yeah. That's all, that's all I really care about, let's be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And in probably the feature race of the day, um, full credit to the sponsors of that race as well. Um, but I think I've found one of the great get-out-of-the-casino bets of all time, and you'll actually be able to see that on my Ned's profile this weekend as well. Yes, uh, the Ned's profile is great, mate. Um you know, if you want to follow us in, if you followed uh, us in last week, you would have found a couple that's for sure. Maybe you find some more this week at some value, but uh, if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But still, you can do everything else with the Neds app. You can get weird and exotic as well with the Neds same race multi. And, you know, there's no one else I'd rather bet with heading into the Brisbane Winter Carnival. Well, they also have a black book feature there, so you can black book ones for these prep runs into their grand finals. They have the futures markets there. You can do all that good stuff mm-hmm. with the good people at Neds. Mm-hmm. Damn right. But what are you really gambling with? For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. In like brown, brown, brown. <laughs> On the Drift Podcast. G'day, champ. I was looking for some winners. Sure thing. Please hold. Moses won the 10,000 from Powell Lally. Away goes Anima and the Rose Hill Guinea. But Home Affairs has made a mess of them. Coming through is Fireburn with a big run off the fence. Home Thunderstruck went boom over the top. Nature Strip clings on. He's, He's king, king of the mountain. Thanks for waiting. <laughs> no guarantees, but we'll see what we can do. Ah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Mm. Yeah. Jeez, mm. some great calls in there. Darren Flindell, whilst he already had some cult-like status, I think it's just growing with every season. Well, democracy manifest. Exactly. And succulent Chinese meals all around. <laughs> he just, he's just a man of the people. Who do you prefer? Do you prefer Darren Flindell or Matty Hill? Oh, I, I rate them both highly, but I, I prefer Darren. Darren? Yeah, he's yeah. just got a few phrases in his yeah. repertoire that, you know, he's just a bit more experienced, mate. That's all it is. Yeah. He'd be 50-something. How old would Matt Hill be? Maybe 40. Yeah, maybe. Late 30s. Late 30s. Yeah. Start just to- split the difference. 37, <laughs> turning 38 within the next six months. Mm, mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm happy to negotiate to that position. Um, but Matty Hill started calling AFL this year. Yeah, man of many talents. Yeah, he's called the rowing, which is virtually like a human horse race. Yeah. In boats? Except you probably wouldn't want to be the back marker for too long in rowing either. The cocks, stroke, stroke, stroke. What do they do? Is that all they do? I've never set foot on a rowing boat in my life. I think all they do is say stroke and eat lettuce so they're as light as possible. Mm. Well, there you go, jockeys and um, what are they called? The cocks. Certainly have something in common. I'm sure some – I'd be shocked if a current rower was listening to this, but some ex-rowers would probably be going like, no, 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 no they, they do heaps. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, exactly. And if you're a rower, like what are you doing? Yeah, how how are the 4 a.m. wake-ups? You're moving, you're moving a CF4 through water. That's all you're doing. Yeah. Like I'm sure it's hard if you do it for a long time. Yeah. There's no particular – Talent, you know those rowing machines at the gym. <laughs> yeah, like the sharks in water. Yeah, exactly. The water terrifies me, mate. Yeah, well, deep water. 
is is terrifying. One of my no, it's not even a worst fear, but like, have you been deep sea? You've been deep sea fishing before, hey? Yes. Like the thought of being thrown overboard, deep sea fishing is is terrifying. Th- it's just the great unknown. Yeah, I think they can't really remember. Surely they gave us life jackets. Surely, Surely mate. Yeah. Like, but even then, it's like. I think they give you the orientation. It's like, all right, if someone goes overboard, you yell out like, until we hear you, man overboard, man overboard, man overboard. So, but yeah, no, nah, that's that ain't a vibe. Certainly if, not a vibe, no. Because if you're catching big fishies, surely mm. there's some bigger fishies waiting to strike. Yeah, exactly right. With big, sharp teeth. Yeah, no, um, no for me. Hope you're listening, Matt Dolan. Yes. Um... Real estate agents. Are Mm. they the most untrustworthy people on the face of the earth? Hate to generalise. Look, you'd you'd put them, the bad ones, in the same sort of realm as a bad car salesman Mm. or perhaps a bad recruiter. Mm. Bad recruiters are bad, mate. I'm sure, you know, over the journey because, you know, you might know one or two. Oh, I've come across several. Uh, look at one every night in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's just what I find with – so real estate agents, uh, you can paint them with the same brush as you could recruiters, right? Recruiters are interacting with people when they're sometimes going through quite a stressful situation, which is trying to find a new job or um, they don't need a new job but they've applied for a job which they really want to get. Yeah. Or even worse, when the recruiters approach them about a job. So that in itself is someone's job is their livelihood, right? So that's an important part of their life. And then with a real estate agent, you've got a house and people are trying to get into the housing market. They're trying to sell their house. These are two really important things to people's lives. So if you fuck it up, you're going to look really, really bad. More so than if you go down to your local subway and (laughs) your sandwich artist, a la Dan Hutchin, (laughs) does a terrible job on your BLT. You, you, you're looking at that BLT, you're like, what a terrible job he did on this. Oh, but he's oh, he's 18, he has dreadlocks and you know what, I'll let him off this time. Yeah, exactly right, exactly right. And so apples it, and oranges, Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's why recruiters and real estate agents and salespeople in general get tarnished with a pretty bad brush because, mm. you know, you're dealing with people with, you know, some big life decisions. But, yeah, so real estate agents, sorry, mate. Continue. No, no, no. no. Uh, I think you summed that up well. Just, I don't know if this is their gig, right? But so Prue and I have gone through the process over the last few days um, trying to buy a property. Yep. Been quite stressful. Without uh, a doubt. You know, and, but this real estate agent, man, he's just, he's just got us in our, his back pocket. He's got yeah, us, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's he like, wrapped around his finger. Yeah. He's like, oh, the, the owners, you know, they the owners saw us, right? The owners are just so keen for you to buy this property. Yeah. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah. Uh, what what uh, what do they think of their offer? Oh, it's too low. So, oh, okay. Uh, what's the ballpark? He's like, oh, no, no, we'll confirm that tomorrow. Tomorrow morning we'll confirm that. Okay. Tomorrow morning comes around, don't hear. It's like, okay, mate. Well, you know, this is what we're, we're We've got mortgage brochures. We, we we're, got, we're, we're talking banks. We're outlaying some cash here. Yeah. Man. It's like a big emotional and timely uh, investment that we're making here. Without a doubt. And uh, 
then they eventually get there. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Um, yeah, they want uh, basically $100,000 more. And you're like, um, bruh, that ain't, that ain't happening. Nowhere near that's happening. Tell your story, walking champion. Here's our number and we're not going to cent over. Yeah. So we'll probably never see you again. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for your help, mate. I'm sure we'll meet again in the future. Oh, yeah. And he's like, like nice guy and everything, but it's like, I just don't, I can't, I can't cop people that um, don't meet timelines. Mm. They say they're going to do something by some certain time. If they can't meet those deadlines, then like provide some updated ones. No yeah. issues there. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Just a bit of a smoke and mirrors update sometimes is even fine. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. But that, uh, shout out to anyone who's bought a house. Holy smokes. <laughs> stressful. I was telling you about it before. It's just there's stressful a, times. There's, there's a lot going on. Stressful times. Um, you know, interest rates, the market, mm. supply and demand, all that sort of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's the meters? Where was this thing built? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. What um, what sort of flooring is this? Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, it must have come out of a pretty good um, pretty good forest, this wood. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, it's laminated. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that the first ever asbestos that's ever been put into a house or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Double brick, you say. Yeah. What a, remind me what that means again. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, insulated. Okay. Mm, that must be good then. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah, no clue. Absolutely no clue. No mate. clue. Uh, grand final was a bit of a fizzer. Yeah, I think I turned to you at quarter time, maybe Bradley, and I was just like, they're not winning this, are they? The poor old Swannies. Uh, or what, 60 to 10 or something? 60 uh, to 20? Yeah, something like that. It was just an absolute... Murder fest. It was, yeah. Across the, across the board. If you could bottle up that feeling of being a Geelong player on that deck with, you know, five minutes, ten minutes to go even, and you just know this is ours, we've won the grand final. Oof. If you could bottle that up and sell it, richest person on planet Earth, look out, Jeffrey Bezos. God, yeah. Uh, Joel Selwood retired during the week as well. He, I don't know. The way he handled his retirement um, announcement, the way he like handled himself on the on grand final day and the lead up to it, it has to be one of the best captains I've seen. Yeah, just a just a ripper. Yeah, like you know, compare him to home and away uh, Dane Zorko. <laughs> In finals, Zork was fine. Led with his actions. Yeah, yeah, very, very fair. But Joel yeah. Selwood's been doing that for 12 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> on and off the field. Yeah. Come on, Zork. Yeah, he's not sliding into any DMs. <laughs> tell you that much about he's not Mr. Fe- Selwood. He's not featuring on any Instagram stories. No, he's not. Oh, come on, Zork. <laughs> Resign for another year. <laughs> yeah, he'll go around again, Zork. Uh what about you, mate? What, any any life updates you wanted to bring to the drifters at all, or um, nothing in particular <laughs> um, to to report? Yeah, uh, a bit of a fizzer on the weekend with the um, with the grand final. Then you've got the Eels Penrith grand final this weekend, which again I'm not particularly asked about. I'm not from the western burbs of Sydney. Mm. I'm not from the foot of the mountain. 
don't know. I think it would be nice to see Parramatta win. Yeah, you know, for all their long-suffering fans. I don't, I don't really have anything against Parramatta, to be honest. I've got yeah. no issues. No issues. Yeah. Um, I I think it's more I'd prefer to see Dylan Brown lifting the, the trophy than Jerome Luai. Jerome Luai is not it, mate. He is public enemy. Number one. Numero uno, Jerome. He's a Jerome too. Looks mm. like a Jerome. Mm. Yeah. No, he's, he's not it at all. Um, but no, mate, nothing to report. You know, I thought it was a really good weekend of racing. Um, again, tough to find uh, some winners. There wasn't a lot of short price things that, that got up. Um, what were your thoughts? Oh, I think Jack and O rightfully earned his place in the Everest. Um, oh, 100%. 100%. I um, – yeah, he wasn't my on toppy, but he, I was considering him. I can't remember what I said on the podcast. I think if yeah. it was a good deck, I, I think I, no, I think we both we both were like, look, he can he, he'll definitely be in his, into his eyeballs. Yeah, so I had some cash on him, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought in secret was enormous. Just found one better. Uh, cool and Gatta, yep, you know, track suited, but she was tough, and then the. Blood, mate. That was the oh, biggest shock of the weekend. God. 1,800 metres. Egg on my face, but. Same here. Farcic- Egg on most people's face. Farcically run race. Just, they were absolutely crawling out in front. That's not what Zaki wants. He wants a rolling tempo. The biggest thing for Zaki was the fact that alligator blood was there. He was a fly in the ointment, mate. Yeah. Zaki, if Zaki, Zaki was laying in. If Zaki drew inside alligator mm. blood, I reckon he would have just been rolling a yeah. bit faster and would have been like, catch me if you can, boys. I think he's a bit of a. For lack of a better term, a bit of a prick to ride, Zaki. Zaki. Yeah. I think he's, I say this with the greatest of respect, he's one-dimensional. Yeah. He's draw a good gate or if he doesn't, hope that someone inside him isn't going to lead, just mm. roll on ahead and mm. don't disturb me. Mm. Let me lay in. Yeah. That's what I get from Zaki. Look, you, I don't think you ride him off in the Cox Plate. 100% you don't. I think Mooney Valley would be his type of track. Yeah, especially somebody, if he draws in. Somebody uh, tight turning, something to keep yeah, him focused. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's so hard to say that, right? Because I feel like his best racing has been at Flemington and, and Ramwick. Yeah. Like, he's a, he's oh. a good consistent horse, yeah. Zaki. He's an eight-year-old fellow, though. And he can put in a poor run. And, you know, you never know. But I think the biggest winner out of that weekend of racing was Animo. Who beats him? Like, I wish I win, maybe. Like, he's – at the moment, he's – if he goes Cox Plate, he's the only thing I can see beating him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hard to say. Oh, look, I I wouldn't write off Thunder or Mister Brightside from that race. It was it was just a, a race I'd put a line through. To be honest, the only thing it's done is probably put Alligator Blood in the picture in terms of yes, I reckon he can get to two thousand meters now. Yeah. Okay. All right. That for me, I'm I'm forgetting about the rest of it. In a Cox Plate where you know that's everyone's grand final. I look. He's not. He's not running top three. The blood. An unbelievable training performance, right? Huge. But that is another step up that he cannot get to. Yeah. Yeah. At, at this stage, I tend to agree. I reckon there's a – I'm not I'm not a believer. Fair enough. I reckon there's a little filly who'll probably start in the Cox Plate who's racing this weekend, but we can talk more about that later. Lovely. All right. We look back. Let's look forward. Group one racing. Oh, we forgot to do the on the drift draft this week. Oh, well. Until next time. Until next time. Sorry, mate. I've had other things on my mind, you know. No, that's fine, mate. 
All right. Um, let's go Sydney first. Flight stakes. I'll let you start here because I feel like I know which way you're going. Well, I think uh, just broadly speaking, again, the weather in Sydney is going to play a, a determining factor in who are my on-top selections. And, and I was a bit peeved because I was expecting it. <laughs> probably a heavy deck even on the weekend in Sydney end up being a good deck. And if I knew we were going to get a good deck, probably would have had Jack and I as my on toppy. But anyway, uh, I digress. Um, mate, if we – yeah. Zoo Gotcha, I've been a big fan since since day dot. Um, tipped her at big odds when she resumed this preparation, about 26ers. Uh, such a tough win in the T-Rose. Yeah, she's, she's drawing super well here. She'll go forward. She'll handle the deck up until a point. If it's soft seven or worse, yeah, she's won on heavy decks before, but in way lower class than this. The stable wants it to be soft six or better. Uh, if you're starting to get worse than that, Fireburn, gee whiz, she comes right into this. And I don't mind the quick backup um, from that Golden Rose because if you look at her last prep, Fireburn, she got better with racing. Yeah, And it's a bit counterintuitive for Gary Portelli because before this prep started, he was like going to have one or two races for her. It's just like, well, if you actually look at her last prep, she just got better and better and better. She probably needs the fitness. She was huge in the Golden Rose. Massive. If she gets a heavy eight, heavy nine here, I don't know if I'll be against her. Um, just from the stable mail that I'm hearing, they're just like, look, Zoo Gotcha, great bet in this race. If we're getting a really deteriorating tough deck. But on the flip side, how often have we seen a leader bias in Ramwick when it has been heavy? A lot. A lot. So Fireburn will be at the back, so Gotcha will be at the front. So interesting race for mine, toughest of the um, of the weekend. Oh. Um, because I can't split them at this stage, just depending on what the deck looks like. But, yeah, Zoo Gotcha on top. Okay. What, what do you reckon, young Padwan? <laughs> I have been supremely impressed by Fireburn. Yeah. This prep. Uh, she's... Of all the slipper winners come and gone, she's she's returned the best since She Will Rain. Mm. She Will Rain won as a three-year-old. This filly can definitely win. Um, she was about four lengths off in secret um, uh, in the run to the rose. Then she was about a length and a bit off her, uh, maybe a length and a half off her, uh, this uh, in the golden rose. So I think... She can take that next step, mm. and I feel like she's her and she's extreme have had very similar preps. Um, so if you like the l- larger price of she's extreme, like she's one over the mile, Fireburn's twice the horse she's extreme is. You reckon? In my humble, yeah, yeah, that, and that's what I was talking about with that Ranwick bias, man. Or I don't even know if it was at Rose Hill. The was it the size or the one after that? No, it would have been the, the champagne. last day of the championships. Yeah. yeah. When she's extreme, just pip Fireburn. That, the leader bias that day was absolutely absurd. Um, yeah, I reckon Fireburn's a much better horse. And I mentioned a potential filly in the Cox Plate this year. I reckon Fireburn mm. could be in the Cox Plate if she wins this, yeah. Okay. Well, she's, 2,000 metres, mate. Lightly weighted. Well, we haven't seen her. And like I guess the one stain is that second in the champagne. But it's like, as you said, leader bias probably pipped her. Uh, and that's what, you know, is the tick for She's Extreme. She's probably going to, you know, lead this lot with probably North Star Lass. Um, Zoo got you just behind, maybe Wolverine and Fireburn behind them. And, 
you can have the rest. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty confident Fireburn's going to run a better race here. I think yeah. she's close to a close to a peak. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if you know she didn't win this. She'd just off to the paddock. Yeah, and it, that's the only thing with her is I've been a bit frustrated with Gary Portelli's like like what's your plan? Mm. Was your plan always just Golden Rose and then that's it? Or what, what, so okay, why are you backing her up because she hasn't won? I don't know. I just I'm sort of a bit confused by a prep. Um, and even before at the end of the autumn, it was like, no, nah, she'll miss the spring. I'm like, bruh, just give me some clarity, please. I'm a punter. I need some help. Well, I think he said, um, I don't know word for word what he said today, but virtually like back the truck up. This thing is not losing. <laughs> He's basically declared it. Yeah, right. And she's a filly that doesn't show anything in track work no like he said that of his i don't know 20 or 40 that he trains she beats home the worst one that's all (laughs) she beats home she's just she's a game day performer i feel sorry for the um the owners of the worst one (laughs) (laughs) like (laughs) gary's just like she only beats home one at training that's me worst horse that's your that's yours anyway anyway all right Epsom, what a disappointing outcome this is. Mm. Um, 12 runners. Look, there's been small fields before. I think um, uh, Happy Clapper won in a field of 10 or 11 or something, but there's no Happy Clapper here. Like, I don't know. Who do you start with? Do you start with the favourite ice bath? Um, I don't. Um. She'll come flashing home for a nice fourth <laughs> ice bath as a, as a favour on a heavy deck when everyone is expecting her to run really well. Mate, she was great last start in the George Main. What, a length and a bit off Animo? Mm-hmm. That's the best form in the country. Not, not when it's this girl. Like I'd, say, I'd say she probably deserves a black type win or a group one win. She'd probably deserve it, but this is when she lets the punters down yeah. at this price. If she was $10 here, you'd be like, yeah, I'll chuck an each way. Mm-hmm. Well-weighted. She'll go back. She'll come running on. J-Mac on board. That's a good jump on. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Ice Bath? Oh, no, I can't. I can't have her at that price. Um, I, I made a case for her in the Doncaster and she finished third there at yeah. $26 just because the price was absurd. Mm. She's a miler out now. Yeah, 100%. She definitely does her best racing at the mile and – the best thing about her is she takes forever to get into a preparation as well. <laughs> she needs about six runs before you can back her. Um, but she's fourth up here, so I think she's plenty fit enough. She's been running against Zaki, Animo. She's ha- she has the best form in the race, but at the, just at can't the, do it. No, nah, I can't do it to myself. Like Nimalee beat her home or finished behind her. It's $13. I'd rather take the $13 for Nimley. And you know Nimley's going to get you a good race because she's going to go pretty forward. Yeah, exactly right. And quick backup, she won last week. Um, but there is a filly down in the weights that I think will be extremely hard to beat. Not my on-top selection, but that's hinged. Um, yeah, she's my on-toppy hinged. I think she's beaten the handicapper here. Finished in and around Ice Bath and Animo last side in the George Main. She'll roll forward. She gets a heavy deck. Yeah, she's short enough, but 51 and a half kegs on, on her back, mate. Sheesh. I reckon, I reckon she's um, 
She's going to be extremely hard to beat. Mm. I think her prep, they've kind of said that she's going towards a cup's path, but, geez, she she could easily win this on the way through. Um, yeah, I found her extremely hard to not tip her on top, but if it's a wet track, mate, just back the grey, top ranked. <laughs> That's what my granddad told me, and I think that's what all punters have grown up with. Um, man, he was great last start. He'll take so much improvement just, off that. Just has a short but devastating turn of foot. Um, and I think the CEO of Australian Bloodstock said that he's the best horse in Australia. Now, <laughs> Jesus. He won a group three beating Purple Sector. I think he has a little ways to go. But I know Annabelle Nisham rates this horse just as good as Zaki. So mm. I'm a believer. He's seven for 15, light re-rate, lightly race, six-year-old entire. Good looking. Good looking. Hugh Bowman. Huey in this race, I think he can – this is the type of horse that he'll just like give an absolute peach. He'll thread the needle right through the middle. Um, won't be too far off him, hopefully, Hugh. Um but yeah, 56 kilos. He's only giving five kilos to hinge. It's not a massive weight difference. Like, yeah, top rank for me. I think it's a good bet, mate. Is there anything else that you want to discuss in the race? Not particularly. Um, Ellsberg is probably overs, maybe. Uh, what probably wanted a, a – he hasn't seen a heavy track this prep, um, so he'll probably get that on the weekend, but – uh yeah, no, I think it's it, I think it's a pretty pretty bad addition to be honest. Yeah, it's a shame. Fangirl would have been my horse in this race with a drier deck. Um, oh, you just got to feel for her because you know she was fifth of nine in the George Main. I was sort of looking at the race, I was a bit disappointed. And then I was like, shit, this was racing a soft seven. That's mm. not a go. Nah. Um, she can handle a soft five, maybe a soft six. Mm. But, um, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. If for, if for whatever reason and some miracle we get a soft five good four on the weekend, mm. I'll be I'll probably be changing from Hinge to Fangirl. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've, I'm anticipating a heavy deck. Oh, I think top rank's just a – he's the best horse in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the Metropolitan. Now, we have a bone to pick with this race. Mm. Um Firstly, it's not even worth a milli, and we, we only like big bucks on this podcast. Yeah, we like – oh, look, we don't mind a million bucks for a race, but the race has got to create some interest. Like, I'm looking at this field. This is a group three. Like – This isn't even a group two, mate. No. Um, and we've we've been critical of this race in previous years. And it's quite funny. I'm going to make a case for one at a huge price. Um, so am I, actually. Which uh, I actually did the exact same horse in the exact same race two years ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh, anyway, kick us off. Mate, I was absolutely devastated when I heard Johnny O'Shea decided to give poor little, <laughs> poor little Benno some drugs, <laughs> some explicit substances. Benno's in the stable, coked out of his mind. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Come on, Richie. <laughs> Yeah, he's um he's by reliable man. I tell you what, Johnny O'Shea should be more bloody reliable because <laughs> Benno would have been my tip in this race every day of the bloody week. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, so I'm, I was bitterly disappointed by that news. Mm. So I've had to look elsewhere, mm. and there's not a lot of things that are creating interest. I think the most interesting thing is um, 
King Charles, King Charlie's going to have his first uh, runner on Australian soil, which is Chalkstream. He's obviously already raced for Queen Elizabeth, rest in peace. That creates some interest. Um, Surefire's dual accepted uh, in Melbourne as well. I reckon they'll go there because they don't want him on a wet deck. No, that's that's what I learned last start. Yeah. Durston won the, um, what is it called? Just Newcastle the Newcastle Gold Cup. Cup, yeah. After winning the Wyong Cup, he he did a bloody job on them in, in the Newcastle Gold Cup. He did. But I'm not going to dive in at $3.70 with him when there's a horse who <clears throat> had 59 kegs on his back in the Newcastle Gold Cup, also had some issues with his little tongue coming over the bit. I've sorted that out for this race. He was absolutely flying before the Newcastle Gold Cup. Mara Eustace's record over 2,400 metres. Jason Collett. On a heavy deck, this thing's paying seventeen bucks with Ned's man Cayenne. <laughs> Jeez, he's a big price. He is. He's got former round smoking Romans. He came. He came. He gave smoking Romans uh, two and a half, three and a half, two and a half kilos. Beat him, and then the smoking Romans came out and smoked him in that race. Gold trip ran third. Mm. Are you kidding me? Forgive it's, the Newcastle start. Who wants to win races out at Newcastle? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like Mankane is a ridiculous price Rid- for one poor run. Ridiculous price. Like, I couldn't agree more. And Ma Eustace, 2,400 oh, metres. Are you kidding me? Are you me? kidding me? And look at his stats on soft. He's missed the top three once. Heavy, four starts, three wins. Jeez, if we're getting a swamp on the weekend, he'll roll forward, find a spot. Wouldn't be surprised if he runs a really good race at that price. Yeah. It's he's, ridiculous. He's come of age the last 12 months. Mm. He was quite in, He didn't know how to win 12 months ago. Second prep in Australia. Yeah. What do they say? Yeah. Well said. No, well found. I can't go past the top weight Stockman. I think he has – He's the form I want to take into this race, right, is the Kingston Town. Now, Allegron's not here. Richie's not here and Knight's Order's running in the Turnbull, so I'm left with him. <laughs> <laughs> Surely Allegron will go to the Metropolitan. Oh, fuck. Oh, Benno's gone. Brilliant. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Knight's Order. <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> I think, yeah, fourth up here, 2,400 metres is his absolute go-to. So there's two handicaps here this weekend and I'm just disregarding the weights completely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give me the toppy. <laughs> But I think the horse at a, an enormous price, um, in my humble, is number 12, Cariff, who I gave a case two years ago. <laughs> 51 kilos. He's $51. Like, what harm is it putting him in your first four, you know? There's a horse. Yeah, fair. There's a horse down the bottom who's very lightly raised, Hammer On, um, who creates some interest at 14s, but... Yeah, look, he's he's been racing in benchmark seventies and benchmark eighty eights. So yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what sort of races is this that you're throwing up PVL? I have no idea. Like, they they have to surely, don't they assess group ones? Like, if they've had three poor additions in a row, then it's up for contention whether it's still a group one. I think that's how it happens, right? I'm not sure. Now, this race last year was a cracking addition, unfortunately, Entente and uh, Montefilia. Yeah, Montefilia, unfortunately, won. Yeah, beat on Tont, who was my on toppy, unfortunately. Uh, I was on no compromise, but I learnt my lesson. <laughs> he could run a race. He could win this. 
Yeah. Anyway. Stupid, uh, stupid race. <laughs> it is a stupid race. Well said. Turnbull. Now, I found this extremely difficult. Um, so, the best horse in the race is Jewess. Yeah. And you could argue Profondo is uh, like maybe. And then Allegron has kind of – I think he might have taken that next step, this prep. And Young Werter was an outstanding return first up as well. And then, yeah, Surefire, as you mentioned, Maximal, oh, Smoking Romans. Where do you start? I start with Jewess and end with Jewess. Yeah. I don't give a shit that she's got more weight. She's better than these. 2,000 metres. Finally gets a dry deck. Flemington. Mm. Yeah, she'll spank her, mate. I'm not worried about anything else. Mm. She'll make a statement. Going to the Caulfield Cup, we should probably start favourite. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, no concerns. Draws barrier, bang. I think this is a good backup. I reckon they'll go like, look, I think she, I think, uh, remember a couple of years ago, Nature Strip throughout the autumn. Uh, Ran in the, the Turnbull. <laughs> <laughs> no, throughout the spring two years ago, uh, had a bit of mucus, had, had a bit, bit of hay fever, and Chris Waller found out that he's allergic to hay. So he doesn't put it in his uh, in his box anymore. He's got little um, newspaper clippings, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. So Jewess, I believe, had a flu as well. So it had a bit of mucus. So you have to trust the stable that she's good and ready. But I wouldn't be surprised if she just if she fades here. I wouldn't be surprised if they just put her away. Yeah, we won't see her again uh, this prep. But I'll have to back in the stable that she's okay. Um, I agree. Track trip horse, good track. Are you kidding me? Better than these. Yeah. Finally gets out of 2,000 metres, mate. Her form reads five starts at 2,000 metres, mm. three wins. Mm. Um, yeah, good deck. She finally gets one of them. Yeah. yeah. No, she's better than these. The uh, the horse I am very interested by on a back on a good track, big big. Uh, Good track, big track is Profondo. Um, he finally gets the good deck here, mate. If he doesn't run well, no excuses here. Yeah, no excuses. None. Um, so I'll be extremely interested to see how he goes. Gold trip, I was disappointed last start. I saw a lot of people going like, nah, it was a good run. I he just, had every chance to win. Yeah. He, yeah, he carried 60 kilos uh, over 2,000 meters, which is tough. And he gave the win up six kilos, but yeah. they're talking this thing should win a Cox Plate. This thing ran third in the arc, which it did. Yeah, man, he's a five-year-old horse. He's yeah. going to take some. He's going to take a while to wind up. He's had a really disrupted time in Australia. Look, if he wins this, credit to him. But I'm not going to. I'm not going to take the what four dollars worth Ned's on offer nah. when there's Jewess in this race at a better price. I agree. Fuck, fuck me dead, actually. <laughs> Well said. So that's Group 1 Racing done and dusted. So we get into our best bets. Do you want to stick to Flemington or do you want to go back to Ranwick? My best is in Ranwick, so I'm going to start at Flemo. All right, can you kick us off then, please, sir? three at Flemo. Um, get, get into it. Race three, number four, big fan of this girl, Moko for the Freedmans and Jamie Carr for the Godolphin. How good was Jamie Carr last week, might we say? Hey, Jay Carr, she's back. She is it's back. It's taken a while to get back into it, but that win on Cool and Gatto would have done a wonder for her confidence. God, get that group one mm. onwards and upwards. Well said. Uh, five from six at Mornington? Something like that, yeah. She's like, I think she she posted on Instagram virtually immediately after the last race. 
Do you know what she was doing? Jay Carr flexing. Yeah, bro. I was like, yes, Jamie, love this confidence. Love that from you, Jamie. Uh, Moko has. I have a lot of time for this girl, and arguably, look, she went down as a dollar fifty favorite on synthetic at Packenham the other day, but I think she's a big track horse. I'll be extremely, uh, what's the word? Curious to see how she goes on a good track. She does have better form on the heavy. But I think she is a very talented filly that I can have a good bet at at $11 just to find out how she goes against these. I actually really like She's Lickety Split in that race. I backed her last start in the 1,000 Guineas prelude. First start in Australia. She was racing wide. Um, I think she just was a bit flat-footed. I think that race is going to prove to be a really good form race. $3 is short with Neds, but I like her here. Well said. Uh, Next race... There's not much to this tip, right? I saw that race. Now I was on, I was on um at the Wit Whit Sundays. Couldn't couldn't watch um, a lot of races. Yeah, the races. But I saw that. Oh, kiss on awful cheeks one. That's that's nice. Rewatched the replay. It was virtually th- three horses that I want to take out of the race. Kiss on all four cheeks. But we proved we learned that she's not Myla, so you can basically put a line through her for the Empire Rose. Lady of Honor is a really tough on speed horse, yep. on speed filly. But the horse that you had to take out of the race is yearning. Oh god, yeah. Forget her last prep, man. Oh shit, shit. The good tracks is what she is frothing here. And barrier one is a little bit of concern, but if Damien Thornton can like weave his way through, she's hundred percent a bet in this race. Four dollars forty. Yes, please. Bang. Race five, the Danehill Stakes. Giga Kick is the clear, obvious favourite there. Look, I wouldn't be surprised if he beats him. This is a bit of a prelude, obviously, for the Coolmore Stud Stakes, mate. Yeah. It's called the Coolmore Stud Stakes for a reason <laughs> because they want a bloke with a pair of nuts to win that race yeah. to make him a stallion. Mm. Giga Kick, the poor fella, he doesn't have any nuts. It's well, it's well so observed. I'm, I'm looking for a colt that can beat him. No, Buenos not, Jess. <laughs> nah. I want to give Duel a second chance. Yes. Super lightly raced. I liked him mm. uh, last start in the Poseidon Stakes. He was drifting there. Clearly doesn't like the heavy decks. Uh, must have been a bit keen, a bit fresh. Prepared to back him here, especially at nine bucks. Duel's a big bet in that race for me. J Carr mm. goes on. Maybe she wants to beat Clayton's horse. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Kicking him while he's down. I like it. Um, Love those silks, but yeah. What do you do with space for? Can you back him? He doesn't know how to run straight. Uh, I don't know. No idea, but I thought nachos could win again. But <laughs> Buenos noches. <laughs> uh, my final bet at Flemington was in race eight, the Gill guy. Now, I'm pretty sure Zutori's gone close in this before. So is Campbell Passer. Campbell Passer's a straight horse if ever seen one. Mm, gotcha. Uh, but... A lot of these are straight track horses, to be fair. So what's that? It's our time. Uh, Zutori, Camel Pass, uh, Serious Suspect, the Astrologist Baller. And the it, list they, goes on. They go on. But Rockin' Horse is a new market winner. She uh, was absolutely fantastic against Baller. Two kilos uh, swapping the weights. Um, just 
constantly gets underrated. Every time she goes around, she's a huge price. I think she could win this and she'll go bloody close in the daily sprint as well. Love it, mate. Uh, I only have one bet at Randwick. Go for it, mate. My best of the day. Now, this almost might be better the century. Um, if she can't win this, <laughs> never again. Yeah. Race four, number eight, Montefilia. She should put this field away. If I'm backing, if I backed her into Queen Elizabeth, same track and same distance, heavy deck. She beat VE in the Ranvit. Yeah, second up, she beat VE in the Ranvit. She should put six lengths on these. She should beat these clearly, yeah. This is by far the best bet in the program. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, Yeah, I'll definitely have something on Montefilia. Look, no, no spoil. $2.05 $2.05 with the good people at Ned's, but I think it's just a clear bet. Clear. Yeah, it is. It is. It's the most obvious bet on the program. Like, all right, so, all right, if I go through this field, right, Yonkers, surely not. Elephant, no. I'd, no, he's done. He's done. Kiss the Bride, just, I think it's it. I think she's raced every week for the last five weeks. Believe it or not, he's a gelding. Uh <laughs> Luncey, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's a good case you make. Uh, Luncey's, yeah, nah. Like the only horse that spooks me, you marry maybe, but I reckon he'll race in the Turnbull. Cascadian. Now, Cascadian hasn't really, he hasn't done anything past 1,800 metres. And he's, no, a, he's, he's, he's a, a miler. He's a miler. He's a he's miler. miler. Montefilia will be before him in the running anyway. Like he'll yeah. have to... Giving her, her her two kilos have to run past her, that ain't happening. No, I'd, I highly doubt it, mate. I'd, I'd be shocked if she loses. Yeah. I'd be shocked. Perplexed. Was she your- Bamboozled. she your best of the day? Nah. Okay. My best of the day. Race seven, <laughs> the Premier Stakes. Number three, <laughs> our boy Marzu. <laughs> Lost and running's $2.40. Get fucked. Marzu. <laughs> $4.80 on what is sure to be a swamp. Our boy looked absolutely fantastic in the yard, resuming in the shorts. 1,100 metres. He did a great job. First go against the big fellas. Now, nah, our boy Marzu wants it heavy. He was a bit fresh. He's mm. going to improve massively. Well, he's blind. He doesn't know where he's going. Exactly right. He wants a heavy deck. Yeah. He wants Ranwick. He's drawing barrier one. He'll roll forward. He'll get out of trouble. He'll put these away, mate. $4.80 with Nets. That's a cracking bet. It is. You know who's an, an enormous price just looking at this field is Shelby 66. <laughs> 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 like if he can re- if he can recapture, which is I, – I'm dubious. But at one stage there during the autumn, he was the best work tracker in Australia. <laughs> it, the most unbelievable turn of events I've ever seen. It's just a ridiculous – few runs that he had there. But I agree. Marzu's a bet, 100%. Oh, God, yeah. Our boy. Sammy, doing us proud. Sammy Cliverton. Get him home, boy. Just peel on the inside and kick away. Bang. Love it. Um, Beautiful. I think that's about it. Yeah, mate. Um, Got some new products. The good people at Bareback Biltong have some new flavours. They have chimichurri and they also have salt and vinegar something a bit different when it comes to biltong yeah so we're gonna definitely take tax a couple of them and see how they go but they will be a part of the oh 
uh, on the comp. drift tipping competition, which I'd say we'll do in Ramwick, given all the group ones, yeah. um, we'll as per usual. Yep, we'll have the Turnbull as well. As per usual, um, win some great stuff from our friends at Bareback Biltong, our friends at Gage Roads, our friends at Ned's, and good people at Ned's. And our friends from the On The Drift podcast. The greatest corduroy cap of all time is up for grabs. So, obviously, we'll have some more information in our stories. There'll be links. There'll be links on our Instagram page to enter super super easy to do yeah if you're listening or watching this right now just relax firstly yeah. but have a look at the show notes or the description on youtube the links are there right now you can enter whenever you like they're updated they're good to go i swear it's easy as you like yeah um look brad weston won it last week guys we can't be hang- handing all this shit out to our mates like, we, come on we really can't it was one of the great comebacks of all time I might say it was it was going to and fro whoever he was up against but well my brother McLean Jones finished third he did but he wasn't really in it if you know what I mean yeah right okay. it was like even though he finished second with the same guy oh second yeah sorry yeah um they had the same points but he wasn't really close. It was it was weird. Um, anyway. Yeah, do better, bro. Yeah. Do better. But, yeah, enter that. And if you want to have some Biltong, go to barebackbiltong.com.au, use Drifters20, and you'll get 20% off your purchase. That just makes sense. It makes so much sense to me. It's logical, easy to understand, like one plus one equals three. <laughs> Good luck if you're betting this weekend, Drifters. But if you do it with Neds, please do it responsibly. Good luck this weekend, Drifters. Bye-bye.